Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Come for a mental or physical walk with me and let's ponder together the instruction that we receive from the Lord regarding this Lenten season and this walk. We have today a reading from the book of Leviticus and if we consider first who wrote this book, that Moses wrote this book 1300 years before Christ. So this is a writing from over 3000 years ago. And the instruction from this book is very simple. Jesus repeats the instruction and makes it relevant for his time and makes makes it relevant for us. But we hear be holy for I the Lord your God am holy. If we imagine, friends, that Moses spent 40 days in Mount Sinai receiving the tablets of the law and received instruction from the Lord in that mountain about the Ten Commandments, we are getting in this reading a very intimate view of the description of those commandments as a reflection of the Lord. We find that this holiness that the Lord is inviting us to is at the core of why we have these commandments and that when the Lord says you shall not steal or lie or speak falsely or swear falsely by his name or profane his name we are entering into a place of holiness and at the end of each of these instructions he says I am the Lord it's an invitation into that place of holiness in and an invitation to, to the actual arms of the Lord. He's letting us know that when we behave in these ways that are the ways of the sons and daughters of God, we are placing ourselves in the presence of the Lord. The reading continues, you shall not defraud or rob, you shall not withhold wages, you shall not curse, you shall fear your God, I am the Lord. Again, in this intimate dialogue on Mount Sinai between the Lord and Moses, we get to sit with this reading in that mount through these next 40 days of Lent. 
the Lord instructs you shall not act dishonestly when you do render judgments and you should not show partiality but judge justly you should not express uh, spread slander or speak with idle talk about others and God repeats for I am the Lord do not bear hatred do not incur sin when somebody acts against you by holding grudges but love your neighbor neighbor as yourself this is the very statement that the Lord picks up and tells the disciples again love your neighbor as yourself and I am the Lord to be placed in the midst of that conversation and to receive the same instruction that Moses received that Jesus gave 1300 years later to the people around him as he walked the earth and to receive it today 2000 years after Jesus makes this reading from Leviticus very relevant why is it called Leviticus well it's the tribe of Levi and that was the tribe that Moses and Aaron belonged to and this is the priestly the priestly uh, tribe and they are going to pay a lot of attention to what has to be done in this realm of service to the Lord. We are invited into that service to the Lord through our baptism, and yet there are consecrated hands that are going to be special. In the Eucharist, the consecrated hands of the priests are going to be the ones that bring Jesus um, to have a full presence in body and divinity so that we can partake of the body of Christ. We have a psalm today, 19, to meditate on that says, Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. This very word spoken over the span of more than 3,000 years has been in the lips of people of all walks, my friends, and is still resounding today in this walk. And the law of the Lord is perfect, friends, and it refreshes the soul. That is why we come back to it. We read it, we meditate on it, because it refreshes the, lo- the, the, the soul and because the decrees of the Lord are trustworthy and they give wisdom to our souls, friends. These rejoicing in these precepts may come with some suffering on the outside because maybe we're walking in life and people around us do not want to hear what we have to say when we invite them into a holier relationship with each other or the Lord. But the commandments of the Lord are clear and they enlighten the eyes. So we can say, your words, Lord, are spirit and life. We rejoice in these words that came through the mouth of God himself to Moses, to the people, through the centuries, to us. Isn't that so amazing that we can say to the Lord, you are my rock and my redeemer. The gospel today from Matthew chapter 25 has Jesus talking to his disciples and saying that when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne with all the nations assembled before him. And he will separate them as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, the sheep to the right, the goats to the left. And then the king will say to those to the right, Come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then to the ones to the left, depart from me, 
into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And what is the reason for that division? Well, if I was hungry and you gave me food, thirsty and you gave me drink, a stranger and you welcomed me, naked and you clothed me, ill and you cared for me, in prison and you visited me, all the corporate corporal works of mercy. My friends, if we practice this, we will be to the right of the throne to inherit the kingdom. But if we are to the left, if we've neglected, if we've neglected the works of mercy, friends, then we will not have put into practice those statements from Leviticus. So it is not simply the golden rule, but it is the platinum rule. The Lord is inviting us to a whole new level of holiness that puts into practice these words that are spoken from 3,000 years ago. And it is clear that there is a place of rejoicing and there is a place of weeping and that it will be dependent on our actions here on earth. And it is much easier to, to say, well, it's great to be holy, but it's very hard to actually put it into practice. So as we go to the throne, let's make a true action list of what are some specific things that we want to do this Lenten season that are going to give us fruits. In what specific way can we actually put into practice the corporal works of mercy? Where can we feed the hungry? Is it a neighbor that cannot leave the house and needs food? Is it somebody in the school, an extra lunch that we pack so that our child or us can share food with someone else? Is is thirsty, somebody that is actually thirsty for a hug, but in a real way, somebody that is thirsty on a faraway place that we can contribute or donate to a place that maybe finds water in faraway places in Africa where somebody maybe cleans water to make life easier for someone else. And what do you and I have in our closet that we can give to a donation center that could actually clothe somebody that needs it? And is there a hospital near you or on the way to your place of work or study that you could stop by once this month and schedule it so that you can actually stop or maybe once a week and visit a sick person for a little while? I am looking for a way to participate in a prison because I have two friends now that are participating in this um, prison system visit. And I would like to find myself in a group that can participate in that effort. So let us go to the throne asking the Lord to help us be specific in our actions. Father Almighty, we come to you with praise and thanksgiving, knowing that you always hear us. We thank you for your creation. We thank you for the beauty of your presence in our life. We thank you because you gave the tablets with the law to Moses and you inscribe them in our hearts. Thank you that in baptism we are made participants of the priestly world so that we can make sacred the places where we step into. We ask, Father, that you will give us specific actions that we can take on, that you will bring the ideas, that you will bring the help, that you will bring the opening in our calendars and schedules so that we can be very, very action-oriented in this Lenten season. And we ask, Father, that you help us accomplish your will in our lives, your purpose in our lives, your dream for our lives. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.